Hey guys, this is uh, Albert with another episode of Brew Thoughts along with German Ed and David. And today we have a special guest, a very good friend of mine, uh, Joseph. And uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming along and taking the time out of your day to be with us. Thanks for having me. I'm honored and I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um, So let's just first off talk about what the best thing we saw this week. Uh, I'll start off by just... uh, Best thing that's happened so far is uh, my wife and I were taking a little mini vacay. We're going to uh, Zion uh, National Park this com- upcoming weekend. Nice. We're gonna go see the. the we're going to the Narrows, so we're gonna uh, h- hike the river. That's pretty much what you're doing. So we're excited to do that. Just get away and spend some time with nature. You know. Hopefully we don't drown or anything like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> nice. Best thing I saw this week, football came back on Thursday, and it's just it's just good to have some kind of normal normalcy back in my life. And football came back, and yeah, football's back. Sweet, um, yeah. Well, for me, uh, my sister had her uh, her uh, drive-by baby shower. Right, that's, that's what's called. And it wasn't so much of a drive-by, but <laughs> it happens. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited for, for the for the baby to come, and, and hopefully everything goes smoothly. When is it coming? coming? Yeah. When is it coming? Uh, maybe th- three to four weeks. About. We had we did bets yesterday on yeah. over under. <laughs> whoever uh, whoever uh, whoever. Well, I don't know how that. Well, whoever out. guesses the date, like whoever's the closest to to, to the actual date, we, we wrote, wrote it down and everything, and also the weight, right? The weight. We did the weight. We did. We did weight. <laughs> you know, like cover the spread on the weight. Yeah. Ounces. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just gonna buy lunch. You know. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that, that was that's pretty awesome. Uh, so this week, my my kids have been bugging me to get them into video games, uh-huh. and so. I've been telling them what they play are just lame internet games, and so I went down in my cellar and I found my old Nintendo 64, and we've been playing Pokemon Snap all week, so that's been Pokemon fun. Huh? <laughs> right on. You got anything, David? Um. Yeah, I do actually. So, um, I just wanted to share that. Um, although last week we uh, did our picks on who was going to win this week from certain teams and I'm glad the Packers uh, won although German picked Vikings I don't know why but that's all I wanted to share <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> one win hooray yeah. so w- with that what's going on in Major League Baseball guys well the season's about to end in a few weeks we have I think everything's pretty much staying Pat, the Rays are, are going to probably run away with the East. The Yankees are, are still stumbling. They're, they're, they're starting to crawl again. The Dodgers are still humming. They, this weekend they played uh, against the Astros, and I don't know if you guys saw the just the, the, the protesters. They had an airplane fly over yeah. the stadium or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, it was a whole thing. Joe Kelly got a mural in, in L.A., He's a he's a oh he's an LA hero, <laughs> <laughs> and so 
Yeah, baseball's baseball's just you know heating up as as we can as we go into October. It's gonna be very. It feels very anticlimactic. Uh, September usually is very uh, stressful because you're setting up. Your, the teams are gearing up for the rotations. They're setting up everything, and this time it just feels very like meh, meh. Like we're gonna the playoffs start in in October. Yeah, two weeks. Meh. The magic number for the Dodgers is six to clinch the West. Meh. And and it's it, it's weird. It's such a weird uh, feeling. So uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how Major League Baseball gets everybody pumped up. Because when you're going through the, 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 the grind of 162 games, and depending on how closely you follow those 162 games, by the time you get to late August, early September, and as September continues to, to, to pass, you, you just continue to get even more and more excited. And this time, it just, it just feels very blah, I think. And so we'll see. I think the Dodgers are still favored because they have the best uh, team. I think the Rays are, are scary because they they aren't afraid, and, and that usually helps in the playoffs. The, the, the Padres have won like seven in a row, so those guys are still rolling, and those guys will be a lot of fun to watch. And... The angels just keep like throwing dirt at my face, and I, I just <laughs> I bring them up every time because I, I predicted them to make the playoffs, and it's just like they they just have stared at me and just laughed and pointed at me for believing in them. Just same the, the, the angels bash here is real, man. Honestly, <laughs> even though we do have angels fans, it's just it's been rough. We did get like five game five five wins in a row. Yeah, I think we're five and seven in the last seven, right? Yeah. There you go. Seven and three. We increased our odds from 0.4% to like (laughs) 0.8%. At at least we're not last place. (laughs) I would have preferred the draft pick personally. That's true. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's baseball. That's baseball right now. So basketball, playoffs are going on. Um, There was a game today, Clippers and uh, Nuggets. Mm -hmm. Um, Nuggets just got hot at the end, and they've gotten hot uh, at the end twice now. And the Clippers... We're not able to close down the Nuggets uh, for two straight games already. Yeah, two straight games. Now, so there'll be a game seven on uh, Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, I mean, Powell had a um, Paul had a great game. Um, Pandemic P. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> playoff P when he wins. Playoff right? P. Yeah, right. He had a, he had, a, he had a great game. Um, Kawhi had a great game. Uh, of course. Yeah, but. Jokic, Jok- Jokic was dude, he's amazing. A, how fun is he to watch, man? <laughs> he's so much fun. Wow, he's that guy's so, so talented. He can pass. He can rebound. He stepped up his defense. Yeah. He looks good, man. Like his build isn't the prototypical basketball player, though, which makes it more interesting when you watch him play basketball. It makes him even more entertaining. Yeah. Uh, his skill set is premium, and his body type is normal. <laughs> he's yeah. cerebral, though. I, yeah. I mean, I, I like the, the the court vision is really impressive to me. Like he's like a point guard center. Like, I yeah. don't think we've ever seen yeah. something like that. He's only been playing basketball, I think. Like, he, he started really late. I want to say he was 16, 17 when he started playing. Mm-hmm. So he's, yeah, I can't imagine where he's going to be in the next few years even. Yeah, just four out of six point. He scored four out of six pointers. Four out of six three, three pointers. Can you believe that? <laughs> that big, he was hot everywhere, crazy. man. Yeah. You know, 14 rebounds. Yeah. And, I mean, they, at the end, they look like, 
everything, everything was going in. And they were playing some good defense. Um, yeah, this is a second straight series they forced game seven after being down 3-1. It just might, they're like the opposite of the Lakers. The Lakers <laughs> want to lose game one to kind of kill you four straight games. The the Nuggets want to lose, want to go down 3-1 to then come back on you. Uh, it would be so much fun. It would bring so much joy if the Nuggets can defeat them on Tuesday. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, if the Lakers can eliminate the, the Clippers, that would be great, too. But if they go down to the Nuggets and, and all the hype and it goes down to the Clippers of the same old Clippers who can't get to the Western Conference Finals, it, it just it would be the best thing I saw. This I would week, love for that next, story. But at the same time, like, I want to see Lakers Clippers, man. I'm, I, I kind of want to see that. As a I fan. think it's a better story. They're going to eliminate it. On this <laughs> I just don't want to hear the, all the this is our city from the Clippers fans. Oh. If, if they win, it's just not. Yeah, I'd rather just see him go home now and call yeah. it a day. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might. Yeah. Uh, I mean, imagine it, it would be. Imagine the. Oh wow! I mean, I, I I'm sure the Lakers can wrap up either team. You know, I don't see that being a problem. But can you imagine if that doesn't happen? If the Nuggets and <laughs> Heat make it to the <laughs> well, you just would hear a lot of like, "Well, it was the bubble." But, you know, Dude, but, but how sweet excuses. would it be if they face the Lakers and they just sweep them? Yeah, I, I don't think we would sweep them. No, I know, but how sweet would it be? I think I, I would enjoy I would enjoy the Lakers eliminating them rather than not seeing. I them. wouldn't. I would enjoy the Nuggets eliminating them it's, because it's like just you're a failure. We waited for you. You didn't show up. Yeah, but like we were here. We wanted to play you. Where were like, you? It's like Pacquiao and, and Mayweather. They wanted to see it before, not after. You know what I mean? Like they they want to see the prize fighters right now, when they're at the top of their game in their primes. Yeah, yeah, I guess it will be interesting though the storyline to see the if the Nuggets win to be the uh, first, or second and third team to come back from three and one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's quite the feat. I mean, twice you, in one yeah. in one playoffs. Who, who do you, who do you guys have for that game? Clippers. Game seven. Clippers. Yeah, yeah. I think Kawhi takes over. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I agree. I think Clippers will find a way to win. I mean, yeah, I agree. Great. Great teams, and I mean, I hate to use the word "great" for a Clipper team, that, but <laughs> but Kawhi is probably yeah. the, the the best playoff player in the NBA. Ooh, I don't know. I think we'll get into that in a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, there's a right now. There's somebody better than him right now. LeBron, I think LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah, I think. As a playoff player? Like yeah. this, this playoffs or playoffs in, in general? general? In general. Well, I mean, LeBron has the most playoff. No, no, no. Right, but right now? Yeah. You going yeah. to any playoffs right now? You t- I'm taking LeBron. Your yeah. number one pick is LeBron? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. my pick is Kawhi. Really? Yeah. He, he's, he gets your team involved. Who? LeBron. He, you know, he has, he's averaging a lot more assists than Kawhi. He makes your team better. I, I don't think you can replace LeBron's IQ with anybody on the floor today. I think Kawhi gets close. But you can't replace LeBron's IQ and how he uses the people around him. Yeah, I, I take Kawhi number two. Like, absolutely. Like, I'm going one LeBron and two Kawhi. Absolutely. All day long. I go, I flip-flop that. Really? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Laker fan. Oh. Are you bitter? No. <laughs> He's hurt. Yeah. No, I... underlying No, no, no. I... Look, I... I have never been a LeBron hater... I love Kawhi. Kawhi's amazing. And what he did last year just proves that. What he's doing this year proves that. I think the guy is unreal. I think LeBron at his peak is obviously a better player 
than Kawhi Leonard. Okay, let, let, let me play devil's advocate. Here, okay. okay. So we, we had the Raptors last year, and then yeah. we, we saw the Raptors this year. Right. And they were still a very good team. Right. So I, I feel like, not to diminish what uh, Kawhi's accomplishments, but he just went well with them because it was a, a good, solid team to begin with. Yes. So I, I feel like LeBron has a has more of like a... Then we get into the, not the better, but the most valuable. So I think LeBron it brings more value. But to I each think you're you're blaming to. Kawhi. You're you're knocking Kawhi for being on teams with smart GMs. No, no, not well. Okay, that's that's understandable. He had a good team, but now that he's with the Clippers, using that that same example, mm-hmm. and and he had a, he had a good game, and uh, you you can even argue that Paul George had a, had. A, decent game mm-hmm. and that still wasn't enough when LeBron goes off the Lakers don't lose I think LeBron has a switch and I think that's what everybody's noticing right because he put the clamps he, before the pandemic he put the clamps on Kawhi anybody else not remember that he, he put the clamps on yeah on I his, remember that game well one possession he put the, we just, he put the clamps on one no, possession the statistics in that game he, his Kawhi stats were not standard Kawhi stats in that game right I don't I don't remember him being that way and Giannis the same thing back to back games so LeBron, I think LeBron at his age has come to a place where he realizes I'll turn it on when I need to turn it on to win, and I won't when I don't have to because he's not 25 anymore. If you look at game four, too, um, LeBron had 14 points, yeah. and they still pretty much blew up, blew out blew the Rockets. Away, yeah. I mean, they, they got a little lazy at the end, and the Rockets came back up, up to by five points, but like the team, he doesn't need a score Mm-mm. as long as he does the right passes, the right moves. I said his IQ. His I, IQ. I, will, I will give you... I will give you that that defensively, I think that LeBron, I think people think that he's better that, than he is, especially at, at this point of, of his career. It, compared to, to Kawhi, I think Kawhi brings more value in, in that. I think if you put Kawhi on this Raptors team, this Raptors team beats Boston in five. Ooh. Yeah? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But I, so that, that's the, that's the, this Raptors, if Kawhi's on this Raptors team, we're talking about Lakers-Raptors play in the finals. I see the same thing if you put LeBron in there. LeBron Where? With the Raptors, they, same thing. I wouldn't change that if it, was, if it was LeBron and the Raptors. Right, but he, he was, he was, he was, I don't know. LeBron doesn't beat Golden State. Well, with Kawhi beat Golden the State because of all the injuries they had. Yeah, I mean. So that was it. Was it's not? I mean, they still. They're the champions. I'm not going to take that away from them. But we were talking about Golden State without Kevin Durant and and Clay Thompson down the stretch, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's half their team. That's yeah. Yeah. I think Kawhi is a different guy right now, and I think he's at a different level than LeBron. I think LeBron comes in and out. I think LeBron has great peaks, Mm -hmm. but consistently game in and game out. I think Kawhi's a better playoff it, performer. I would agree with you that LeBron, LeBron. Has, hasn't turned it completely on yet. I would say, yeah, there's some games where he looks LeBron-ish, and there's some games where he, it seems like he's not all the way there. But I think that's intentional, personally. I don't age, think, maybe? I think that he understands it at his age that he yeah. can't. So if you look at LeBron at, at, at the age of Kawhi's currently at, LeBron was every game like that. You know what I mean? It's very similar. LeBron at his current age, I think he's aware of, of his limitations and the fact that... Right. But he, I, the, well, that's what I mean. I still take him because, like I said, you can't. Rep- I don't think you can replace his IQ on the court. I think, I think right now, even with the Lakers having Rondo playing again and they have LeBron and they have Vogel, they have potentially three of the best basketball minds on, on the floor at the same time now. 
Mm-hmm. And then I think that's where LeBron edges out almost everybody aside from physically, mentally. He's he's on a different level. Yeah, because like Rondo has been huge. I mean, I saw it in Game One. Like it didn't work out in Game One, but mm. he started doing like some of the things he's already doing now with the spacing and yeah. the isolations and. I, I, so I definitely see what you're saying. And I think what would be an interesting conversation is if I have one possession left in the playoffs and I have to have one guy guard somebody, I'm picking Kawhi, obviously. Like, or, or, or one you guy to take, take the shot. last shot. Yeah, I, I, I pick Kawhi, Maybe too. Kawhi there, yeah, I right. pick Kawhi, too. Yeah, I think Kawhi takes I, the last I, shot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> where, where, so I'm not hold on, hold on. Where, where I think <laughs> it, it's, it's different is just okay. I think Kawhi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to feel like you're saying you're crazy because I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm just but, but, I mean, one, one shot is just it's not the whole playoffs, one so shot. But in addition to that, I think. But the whole playoffs comes down to one shot sometimes. That's the Sixers. Right, but if LeBron balls out, there, there's no need for the last shot. Yeah. I think. If LeBron balls out, you don't have to wait till the last shot. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I, I his percent, like percentage-wise, yeah, I, w- I would pick Kawhi for the, for the last shot. I, I do agree with that. And I think Kawhi can follow a game plan better. I think LeBron, although he is very bright, high IQ, he knows where everyone's at. Sometimes he... Fall, he falls in love with the jumper for some reason. I feel like, <laughs> I hate that. like hey, hey, you, you made that three. I, I'm going to take this three. So, like, sometimes he does make dumb plays. He doesn't need to shoot t- from the logo just because Damian Lillard shoots from the right. logo. Right. It's, it's out of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I think in, in, in that sense, I think Kawhi ha- has an edge because, like, mentally, I think Kawhi is he, he, he's more disciplined. It's pure yeah. fundamentals almost. Yeah, right. he's more disciplined. So, I, I can see it going either way, but I, w- I would pick LeBron. Yeah. Cool, we agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so, how about in the East, guys? So now we're, we have the Heat versus the, uh, versus the Celtics. That who do you guys got have there? What do you guys think is going to happen? How many games? I earlier in the play before the play started, I I picked the Celtics to make it to the final. So you remember that I'm gonna stick to the Celtics. Celtics and six. Celtics and six. Okay. Yeah, Jason Tatum is the best player on that court. Uh huh. I think he's better than your guy, Jimmy Butler. Um, I think the, the the Heat are very tough, Scrappy. very well coached. Intense. They can shoot the ball, yeah, like mm. b- better than anybody left. And but I I just think Boston, B- Boston's coaching staff is as good, if not a tiny bit better, than the Heat. And they they have the athletes to match with, with the with uh, the Heat. So at Boston and six. What do you say, Joseph? So I do love what, what Miami is doing. Uh, I think that I personally think that Jimmy Butler is a superstar. Uh, I do think that they have a ton of great talent. But I think what 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 I think gives the edge to Boston and six probably I'm going to say is because. Uh, what we're seeing now, we knew Tatum could score, mm-hmm. but now we're seeing the defender Tatum come out, mm-hmm. which is a monster. It looks mm-hmm. like, he's, and he's not even, he's scratching the beginning of his career. So I think if we see another level of Tatum, the defender, yeah, I think it's, it's Boston and six. Boston and six. Okay. Yeah. How about yeah. you, Ed? I, I also, uh, not, not only Tatum, but I saw the, the Celtics team, like they, they stepped it up. Yeah. They stepped it up on the last two games on, on defense. It was like, oh, you guys can do that. So I I feel like if if they if they continue continue on that on that trajectory, I think that 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 they'll best the Heat, but I think it'll be closer. I think it'll be in, in seven, and it's going to be a very entertaining series. I'm, yeah, I'm really I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, I'm between six or seven. I, I'm, I'm like kind of forced to pick here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with seven. Um, 
just because I think both teams are going to just they're both going to play hard. They're both going to it's going to be defensive, low scoring games. I believe best kind. And you think so? I think so. I don't think so. That both teams shoot to they they. The the Heat shoot the ball shoot the three too way too well for it to be a low scoring. If Boston's gonna win that series, they're gonna have to match their firepower. So, Unless so who's, the who's, Heat. who's a better three, uh, three point shooter? Miami. Miami is yeah. Because yeah. I know Boston struggled with with. Um, yeah, for for with, my it, it for the the Celtics to come out, they're gonna have to. The the time the score is gonna be beat the Celtics was because of the, the three point shot. Um, so that would be interesting to yeah. see. Um, but I, I will take uh, Celtics in seven. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. So that's that right there. Um, anything else on the NBA you guys want to throw on before we move forward? with? Uh, Can we do a Giannis thing? Let's do it. Ooh. Is he... Is it too early? That's too early. It's too early? I, I, I give him a pass. I, I will do... Too early for what? Too early for us to, like, you know, throw like the, the, the James Harden shade. No, I don't think it's too early. I think he needs somebody else. He can't win on his own. I agree with that. So I, I, but I think it's too early to bash him alone. Really? Yeah. I, I, think, I think he needs some help. I won't bash him. I'll bash everybody that hypes him up, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he needs. I think he needs. He needs help. I think uh, Middleton is not the, the best. But I think okay. But yes, in that term. But that's every player in the history of the NBA. Uh huh. Am, am I crazy? I just think he's just big. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it's one of those things that okay. He's last, just he's just big. It's just one me. of those like, dude, you're you're a freak. But you're the same guy. You don't improve. You're you're the same yeah, guy over and I, over again. And when it comes to playoffs. We've seen we just got to build the wall and that's it. You're neutralized. Yeah, I, I think okay. We we even talked about this before the and bubble started. Like, we talked about this before the bubble started. I, I said if he doesn't become a better shooter, I, I don't see it. I don't see him in, in improving. Like is he Embiid, but just like skinny. And if it, if Embiid were to lift weights, <laughs> so are you agreeing with Jay Williams when he's uh, he's a Pippen and not a Jordan? <laughs> Well, I don't think Pippen was. I don't know because P- Pippen, <laughs> P- Pippen was a dog, man. Pippen. Pippen's not a scrub, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it's just one of those. He's not a. He might not be a super duper star. So. Yeah, and I heard I heard another comparison this week that somebody said he's a Shaq looking for his Kobe, and I'm just like, I don't think you can put him on that level. I I think. We're in an era where we're like mesmerized by the big guy that can dribble the ball. Yeah. Like, and out of all the big guys that can dribble the ball, he's not the best out of those guys even. So, I mean, I'm not knocking him. He's 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 an all star, right? But to 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 be honest with you, I don't think he's the MVP. Even though he'll probably get the award, I don't even think he was a defensive player of the year. Even though he'll probably get he he did get the award. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I I've never I feel like Magatu sometimes. I want to yell. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like, is everybody what are you what are you what are we looking at? <laughs> No, no, he, he's, he's, I think people fall in love with, uh, with the aesthetics of it because he, he's, he's a freak and sometimes yeah. he dunks the ball when you're like, oh, wait, you can't dunk the ball in that situation. Yeah. And then he just, with his left, Two right? Or like, three point what, line. Yeah, it's really weird. How do you do that? Yeah. yeah. I think fine gravity. people are enamored by that. But, but I, I also said if he doesn't have like a mid range, which he doesn't, mm-hmm. I think the only way that he can succeed in Milwaukee is if they surround him with great shooting. And, 
I hear the Warriors are, are, are looking to... Yeah, so that, that, that'll work. So that would... Be, because he needs the lane to be cleared. How, how tall is he? 6'10", 6... Six. So not, I know this sounds crazy, but him and Kevin Durant basically the same height. Yes, yes. So, he he so, would play the Kevin Durant defensive role yeah. in Golden State. So, yeah, it's a perfect situation. Yeah, and, so, and, and he doesn't even shoot the ball that much. He, right. he would just kick it out, kick it out, yeah. or he would drive. It, it's, it's perfect. So mentally, it's perfect he's a dog. Him. I like that about him. I, I don't think he's... I don't think he's selfish. He's not James Harden mentally. Yeah, yeah he's not selfish. Oh, he's no. not. He's a team player, so yes. I think that he has that going for him. He can work in a system like that, but yeah, he needs. He definitely needs superstars around him to to win. It seems like. Yeah, I just there are levels to this, and and you can be really good. And I think he was the best regular season player this season. I think he should win the MVP because he was the best player in the in the regular season, but. He didn't improve all that much. And that's where as the, the difference between the, the, the guys in the top 10, top 15, and the dudes that are just great but not super-duper stars is just the ability to add something every year. James Harden is really good in the, in the regular season. He'll even throw in some really good games in the playoffs. But he's not a guy who's going to be the, the, the centerpiece of an NBA, champion, champion, uh, NBA championship team. Where Giannis, I'm starting to think, are you that way too? Where you, you're a very important piece. But you probably need somebody else to, to, to do the things you can you probably need somebody, not necessarily to carry you, but Shaq and Kobe from the standpoint of Kobe's going to carry his load, you're going to carry your load, and together you'll get there. And I think James Harden is in that boat too. James Harden, after the Game 5 loss, said, we need another piece. And I said, yeah, but you, a bigger piece than you. Because his idea of another piece is another role player. Somebody to help him. Yeah, he's, he's already had somebody else. Yeah, you need to, yes, he, yes. He's already had a few. He had Dwight Howard. He had uh, Chris, Paul. Chris Paul. You know, and now he has Westbrook, and that didn't work out. So, Or even if you look at, I, I know, Stigma, but you look at Carmelo Anthony. So oh, he had him too. They, they ousted him in, like, what, like four games? He was, yeah. Yeah. He was cut. It's that like, was it. And yeah. then he, he kills it for Portland. I mean, yeah. he's still got basketball on yeah, those legs. Yeah, he still does, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I think... The more, the more I'm thinking about it, if maybe he does need another player, maybe at his level or, or higher or relatively the same, right. same level. But I also think if you throw Giannis in that Houston team and you swap him out with James Harden, I think that team wins way more. It's all shooters around him at that point, yeah. right? Yeah. I, so I think it's, it's – yes, I do agree if, if, you have, if you have a nicer piece, like it'll work out. But I also think that the way they set up the team around him, I don't think was the smartest way. No. So I think that has to be taken into account. If he's going to be the, the focal point of, of an offense, you need to take that into account. He's so done Dwight it. Howard circa 2009. But they, they yes, were, but 2010. I, I think he's, he, he has a higher ceiling. Because no, he's right, but I mean like yeah, the exactly, team yeah. where shooters. And so all. I think that's what he needs. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the Warriors would be, like, the greatest example of that. <laughs> that would be, like... <laughs> and it's probably going to happen, knowing right. how things work out for them. But, but yeah. But, but I think about one, it. Number two draft pick. Yeah. You know, so. so, yeah, I think maybe in Houston it would even work out. I don't know. 
I think too what, what people fail to realize is a, a lot of, almost almost every player is a is at least partially a product of their system, mm-hmm. right? And so that Dan, even though D'Antoni's not there, that, that D'Antoni system is set up for a guy like James Harden, right, to to have the ball in his hands every play, yeah. right? Whereas uh, I don't, you can't put Giannis on a team and say like, okay, if you just stop Giannis, you're going to win the game, which is what's basically happening, right? You just shut him down in the game's yours. Uh, and Coach Bud needs to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, he did this in Atlanta where he won best. You know, he had the best record, and then they, they, they got thrown out of the playoffs. Was that when they went on that streak? Yeah. He he needs to go. The dude is like modern-day Rick Adelman, mm-hmm. where great regular season guy, and he gets into the playoffs, and he just has the, the deer-in-the-headlights look. If you saw the Bucks, that, and when they would point at the, the camera at, at Bud, he just was... He had no idea what was going on. The dude looked lost out there. He needs to go. He needs to maybe bring in D'Antoni. I don't know. But it just, he, he, he's got to go. He's got to go. James, so James Harden, now that we're, is this guy Carl Malone? Guard yes. Carl Malone? I prefer Carl Malone. Do you really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't think so because <laughs> I, I think, Carl doesn't function without without John. You know, I'm a big. He's a facilitator. I'm, I'm no, a but big, from the standpoint of like skill set, big game. Never gonna win. Like we're never gonna win a. In forty years from now, fifty years from now, our grandkids are gonna you know pick up a, the stats. Be like, man, James Harden was amazing. He was probably the you know the the second best or the, or the best shooting guard ever. We're going to be like, actually, the dude sucked in the playoffs. Yeah, but, but James Harden creates his own. So creating space, I don't think there's, we've seen somebody like James Harden, right? He can create space on the floor pretty much anywhere. Right. Um, that's, I think that's where he revolutionized the game with that step back. We know yeah. that. So I don't want to take that credit away from him. But at the end of the day, when you think about James Harden, uh, I heard Charles Barkley say this, which he says a lot of ridiculous things. But he said this, and it made sense even with Russell Westbrook. He's like, why don't you just let them both score? They get they each get their thirty and you need more than sixty points to win. So yeah. it's it's almost like yeah, James Harden is like clockwork. He's gonna put up his numbers, but he's not gonna ever close. He's not right. gonna ever take control of the game. Right. A lot of his points are uh I don't wanna say it like this, but when you think about it, are kind of trash points, right? Because it's yes. like he's gonna make you take him to the line when you get sixty points and twenty eight of them are at the line because of your step back kicks your legs out and it's impossible to not right. stand under that. You know, and so I think there's a lot of weird elements that that um there's a, they're they're at this they're a testament to his skills, but at the same time they're kind of a knock on his game, right? Because it's yeah. like, well, it's really cool you revolutionized it with a step back, but at the same time, it's kind of a cheap play if you think about it, because you you yeah. almost always get fouled. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. I hate yeah. how he's always doing that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, def- weird, it's, it's a weird paradox, paradox yeah. with, with James Harden. Yeah, yeah, but I, I I agree with you, German, on the fact that he will be you know one of those players that mentioned with um, Carl Malone, you know, great. Uh, not Carmelo, I mean um, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even Carmelo, where just a great player, and that's it. They never really made it. Yeah, because seeing it, they never won a reading ring. stats, and then seeing it is very different. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame stats with not a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just very it's very different. Well, I mean, Carmelo had a Hall of Fame career. He did. I, I would yeah. say that's what, right, but yeah, over and over and over again, his brain would melt when the game counted. Over and over and over and over again. But regular season, bank him in 25 and 10, 27 and 12. So, but 
if you if you just read the stats, you're like, dude, Carmelo was the greatest power forward ever. You know, like actually, Tim Duncan was better, and he did a lot better things in the playoffs, and he carried his team in the in the <clears throat> to win titles and all that, which I think that matters. And I think James Harden is in this place now, where regardless of what he does in the regular season, and at least for me, it's like, oh, he had sixty whatever points. 30 straight nights where with 40 straight... I was like, oh, whatever, he's going to choke in the playoffs. Doesn't matter. Or he doesn't, and he puts up 60, but then but then the the team still loses. Like, you would see that you would see that a lot with, with the, when the Lakers were struggling. And then Kobe would sometimes put up, like, these massive numbers, and yeah. they'd still lose because they don't have... They don't have the the team to to, to actually co- cover for the for the holes that that are there. So I think I I do agree with with uh, James Harden. Sometimes you can put up crazy numbers and th- they'll still lose because he doesn't affect the whole game. He affects his own stats. And the, the problem with that is, is, is we get again mesmerized by sixty points, but we're not looking at efficiency, right? Yeah. James Harden's not efficient. Right. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Russell Russell Westbrook not efficient, right? And so what they did is they took these two guys that scored massive points. Uh, on teams that don't go far yeah. because they're inefficient, and they put the two possibly most inefficient players on the same team, and that did, high use. Yeah, they would average out, out somehow, and it didn't. Yeah, yeah. they jacked up three pointers like crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I think the 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 comparison with Kobe is that whenever you gave Kobe a good guy, he won. If his team was capable of winning, he was winning. Right. Yeah. You, you give him Powell. You give him Lamar when they start to be competitive again. If you gave Kobe, um, even Dwight, he, he, he took, I mean, D'Antoni was the reason they, didn't, they weren't as successful. Yeah. But Kobe would, would win with guys that he could win with, where James Harden over, and even in these last four games, he was like, dude, what is, what is wrong with James Harden? Yeah. It's the fourth quarter, you're about to go down 3-1 in game four. Dude, where are you? The the Rockets came back, and it wasn't because James Harden was out there hustling. It was the Lakers just were, were playing yeah. sloppy. Oh, yeah, they got lazy. Right. And then game five, Harden in the fourth quarter, like, dude, you're about to go home. Like this, you should be running all over the place, shooting like crazy, play, He's like playing his regular game. And it's just like, ah, whatever. It is what it yeah, is. Yeah, no sense of urgency. Yeah, it doesn't bother him to lose. Yeah, as much and, as and it's just yeah. like, well, I got mine, so it's cool. But but when you're when you're mentioning all, all these players, you're saying when when Kobe got Powell, when when Kobe got uh, Dwight, you're saying he still elevated him. Yeah, because Harden hasn't had garbage around him. It's not like he's played with a bunch of scrubs. Well, he's he's who played. Would, who would you say is comparable to Powell right now, or to? to well, he had say, Chris say Paul. Who? Chris Paul was still good. No, this this game. I mean, the this series that, that he just had. I'm talking about this playoffs because. Last playoffs, even Chris Paul had his had his issues. Yeah. So, like I I, under, I take your point. Right. But I'm also thinking about it. Like who has who has uh, James Harden actually had that you can going along with the comparison of, of of Kobe. Yeah. That you can say, oh, he got that guy and that and that and didn't. Work I out. think in in the system that they created this season, mm-hmm. and as soon as they traded Clint Capella. Russell Westbrook's numbers got significantly better. He was a lot more efficient than he was. They opened up the court for Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. And Russell Westbrook, for his high usage and his inefficiency, Russell Westbrook is a really good player. Mm -hmm. That 
D'Antoni or Harden don't know how to play, don't know, doesn't know how to use them together, that's a whole different story. But James Harden is a good player. Mm-hmm. P.J. Tucker, he's not seven feet, so guarding Anthony Davis, no impossible. But he's a, he's a good player. He's not a center, but he's a good player. Right, he's a good player. <laughs> if um, uh, Covington, a really good defender, a really good shooter. I I would trade him in a heartbeat for for Danny Green to be <laughs> Anyone on the Lakers. Would. <laughs> so it's he has these guys that yeah. that are that are good at this modern day game. The Rockets are built for James Harden and for Russell Westbrook. That over and over again you see James Harden's teams not just go out because anybody can lose. But just the urgency, the, the, the heart to, to leave it all out, that you get eliminated, being like, you know what? This dude gave it all. And, and every single time, I, I don't leave, every time Harden gets eliminated, I don't leave thinking like, man, you know what? Harden played hard, though. Mm-hmm. I think like, ah, eh, Harden. He was Harden. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. And, and I think that that's the part that it, it just, in 10 years when we talk about Harden, and some somebody's enamored with his stats. I just think we're gonna be like, ah, I don't think he's as good as you think he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And so, yeah. All right. <laughs> so with that um, NFL kickoff was today. So any surprises there? Any uh, of the games of any teams that should have won or didn't win? I know the, the the Buccaneers lost to the Saints, and I think everybody saw the Saints winning that game. Nobody gave the Buccaneers a chance, and Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately, the um, Tom Brady um, didn't win his first game in a new uniform. Yeah. Um, I think it's the NFL is weird right now because there was no preseason, so I think the first four games we're gonna see a lot of sloppy play, uh-huh. a lot of teams that are just getting adjusted. We're going to see a lot of mistakes with special teams and all that. I think week five is where we're going to start seeing everything uh, more crisp and Uh and everything ramp up. Um, Yeah, surprises. I guess the Niners losing to Arizona was surprising. It was a very frustrating game. The Niners, uh, Arizona was begging them to take the game. The Niners were like, no, please, you take it. And they were both just, like, begging each other to take the game. And Arizona finally was like, you know what? Fine, we'll take it. And uh, so that, that game was frustrating. I, Other than that, uh, the Eagles losing to, to the Washington professional football team. That was surprising. I did not think that was going to happen. Carson Wentz did not look good. And so that was probably the surprise of the NFL of, of the Patriots. Of today. They 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 won again. Cam Newton's back. <laughs> no Belichick system works, right? <laughs> I I think we're gonna have to have start having serious conversations about that. Seeing how depending on how the Buccaneers do this year, right? Is Bill Belichick the the real guy behind the uh, the yeah. championships? Yeah, they held the Dolphins only to eleven <laughs> points. You yeah. know. So, yeah. I mean, anybody seeing those scores without knowing what happened to the the quarterback of of, 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 of the Patriots? Everything is, yeah. yeah they Everything know. looks exactly the same as it did last year in this yeah. book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This should be interesting. Maybe Washington just needed a name change, and that's actually what the problem was. All <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right? All the, 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 the. Bad juju. And Ron Rivera, they needed a coach with a, with a brain. Yeah. Jay Gruden just wasn't cutting it. He should have been fired after RG3. <laughs> 
Did you guys hear about uh, Rivera today? Uh, so he he's got he got diagnosed yeah. with cancer. Yeah. Uh-huh. And during uh, halftime, he he had an IV to to finish the game. It, it was really. Like, so it was that intense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's gonna be a rough season then. I mean, yeah. So it's kind of like uh, Chuck Chuck Pagano mm-hmm. when yeah. he was coaching the the Colts. So you never hey watch out for the Washington professional football team. <laughs> watch out for those dudes. Sorry to that name. It's weird, huh? Dude, they're gonna rally behind that. Hey, hey sure. you never know. Watch hey, out for them. You can't get more politically correct than that name. Yeah. <laughs> watch out for them. Yeah. But other than that, I mean um Seahawks did good as well. You know, they did yeah. what they were supposed to do, you know, thirty eight to twenty five against the Falcons. Yeah, although that game was close, uh, the Falcons just Again, I think it's just first team, first game, and all that. Uh, Baltimore, uh, the Browns look terrible. Yeah, I think that team, you might, that you might have to blow that team up. After, I mean, during the season, maybe. But football's not a Mayfield's a bust, right? It seems like multiple careers are ending at one time in that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> OBJ. Yeah, all of these dudes just seem that this is it, which is it's. I'd like to see Odell Beckham Jr. make a comeback since he's on my fantasy team, but uh-huh. it's just looking like it's less and less on the cards as time goes on. Yeah, he, he maybe might trade him. You know, maybe yeah, just, yeah over the last yeah. yeah, and over the last few years we've seen teams trading wide receivers, so it might be one of those yeah. things this season where I think he could be an effective secondary receiver somewhere now. Yeah. But you got to have somebody to throw to receivers. That's the the problem in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so um, tomorrow we have two doubleheaders. We have, uh, again, today's Sunday and tomorrow's Monday, uh, as this is being recorded. And we have uh, two uh, games on Monday, uh, Steelers versus Giants and Titans versus Broncos. Mm-hmm. You know, probably the Steelers versus Giants will be the, the, the best of the two. Or, you know. um, so with that, I don't know if you guys got anything else when it comes to, to football before we move on to our uh, – a little brute force here, the little picks that we did for, for ourselves? No? Right. No, I think we're ready to move. So what we, we started doing last week is we um, we picked what, four teams um, of the best games of the week, and we kind of go through them. It's like a little competition between us. Um, so for this week, we, uh, for week two, we have the Falcons versus the Cowboys. Um, uh, who, who do you guys have? Uh, German? Falcons. Falcons? I'll take the Falcons. Okay. How about you, Ed? Uh, I'll go with the Falcons. Yeah. How about you, David? He can't beat them. Join them, so I'll go Falcons. Okay. So I, I will uh, go, go with my boy here, Joseph's team, the Cowboys, for next week. Um, I believe in them. I believe uh, right now they're playing against the, the Rams, 20-17, to 17, and it's not over yet, so we'll see. Um, and then we got the Rams and the Eagles. That's going to be fun as well. German, what do you got there? Uh, Rams. Rams, all right. How about you, Ed? Uh, Rams. Rams, okay. Dave? Rams. Okay, okay, you guys. I'm just going to go with the, with the opposite just to do it, man. I'm, go, I'm going with the, <laughs> with the Eagles. Why not? And then we have the Seahawks and Patriots. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. That's probably, probably one of the better games. Um German? That's a tough pick. Patriots and Seahawks, man. That's that's a game, huh? Seahawks. Seahawks? 
Ed? I got the Seahawks. You got the Seahawks? I hope the Patriots win, though. Dave? For the record. I'll go for Patriots. Seahawks and Patriots. Man, I don't know who I'm going to pick. Um, Make it a tie-tie. Oh, man. I, uh, I'm i going with Seahawks. I'm sorry. I got, I, that's a tough pick right there. And then we got the, the Saints and the Raiders. Saints. 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 Got the Saints. But dude, you're a Raider fan, bro. Uh, I, I also have a brain, dude. <laughs> um, how are you, Dave? Saints. Saints. You know what? I'm a ca- I'm a Charger fan, and I said it in the last pod that the that the the Raiders are going to have a, a better team than the Chargers. So I, I believe in what they're doing over there, and I'm just going to go with the Raiders. I'll be. As a Charger fan, I'll, I'll go with that. So, I'm all over the place this, this week. <laughs> that's a big step. Janice Reid would do it. <laughs> yeah, so I'll take one for the team here. You better pick the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, all right, so let's move on to our, our main topic, and we wanted to go cover uh, goats. So we wanted to have that discussion. It's always a discussion of, you know, we, you know, who who the best to ever play the game. Is in different, you know, different leagues. So, start off with the NBA. You know, we were just kind of heating that up earlier, and you know, there's always that debate: who's the go? You know, it's, it's LeBron. It's LeBron the go. Is Michael Jordan the go? Is Kobe the go? No. You know, um, is, is Kareem the go? You know, who's the go? So, you know, Joseph. You know, um, you're our guest today. So, who, who's the go? I'm going to go with LeBron as the GOAT, and I, I'm not an MJ hater, even though he didn't win any championships without Scottie Pippen, just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go ahead. I, I think LeBron's the GOAT. I don't think there's a, there's a player like LeBron that you can plug in into any position and watch him dominate like LeBron. And so I think we're currently watching the GOAT play basketball. Okay. Just because he, he can play every position? Effectively can play every position at a high level, and I I think he plays it pretty much better than anybody he matches up against. Okay. So you think he's a better point guard than Magic? I think he's uh, almost as good a passer as Magic. No, no, is he a better point guard than Magic? He's a better point guard than Magic. Yeah, I would say his I would say his facilitation ability at point guard is pretty comparable to Magic. So he's better than Magic at point guard. I won't say better. I'll say comparable. (laughs) I'll say comparable. Is he, would he be a better center than Shaq? No, but did you see how we have to go through all these greats as a combination just to attack individual parts of his game? Whereas if you look at it, the compilation of his skill set, I think is, is better than the compilation of any skill set we've seen. Not to mention his size and physical ability. So you're trying, I think what you're saying is um, LeBron James is an overall... If, I you think, had to get a, if you had to put a player together, yes, you, you would, on, on NBA 2K or whatever, you would put LeBron based on his passing skills... His, def- his defensive skills, his, his rebounding skills. and Absolutely. So I think he's the that, most right? complete package we've ever seen, mentally, physically, uh, the whole package. I think he's mentally? 
No. So, so if we're going to argue mental Stop. toughness, right? That's where Jordan, the Jordan Stop fans it. get off the boat, right? Yeah, mental toughness. Stop. But the thing is, is that... What are you doing? So, so just because Jordan was angry playing all the time, just because Jordan was uh, that kind Jordan of guy... Jordan was never broken by J.J. Burrell. Okay, first of all. <laughs> but that's a subjective argument. No, it's not. We saw it. What do you mean? He was broken. We can't sum up his emotional well-being based on... Carlisle broke it with J.J. Burrell in the post. I, I, I don't see anybody... I don't see anybody... <laughs> So in a one-on-one game, you're taking Jordan over LeBron. Yes, I would too. Um, on what matter? I'm curious, I'm curious about this. So I, I I agree with you on as far as like the stats. I think LeBron has come very close to to matching or even beating. Wait, close? No, LeBron has passed almost every to, stat. Yeah. Right to to, to, Le, to Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, other than championships. But I, I think when it comes to a one-on-one, like I think what the biggest set like the biggest setback that I, for me and not being able to pick. Uh, LeBron is the fact is the the mentality deal where sometimes he's too passive. Sometimes I wish he would just have. That so you, you, we want thing. that Kobe dog mentality. I, I right? want that. Yeah, that's just for me. That's the only thing that that keeps me from saying that. And I, I think if it was one on one, I think Jordan would win because he would do whatever it takes. When when LeBron would be a little <coughs> bit more mellow about it. Okay, if I lose this one, I'll get him in the next one maybe. So what, what do we what do we have? Okay, let me let me let me ask a question because I just want to. I'm just curious to throw it out then. Uh-huh. What what can't LeBron do? Uh, shoot threes at a high clip. Have you? Is he and play in the post? His efficiency is pretty high though from three points. So he doesn't shoot him at a at a. Well, he doesn't shoot a ton of them. Right. But he he takes smart shots and he's efficient with it. Right. And so I think LeBron's efficiency is something we've never seen before. Yeah, that's not a knock on him. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying that's that's not what his game is. So he doesn't. So here's the thing though. So LeBron, he doesn't opt to take a lot of threes. Does that? We don't know if that means he can't shoot him at a high clip because he doesn't really try to shoot him at a high clip. But he's he can hit the three. We know that. We know he can hit the three. Uh, he seems to be more a facilitator. And just just to throw it out there, um, LeBron and Jordan are very comparable to the, when it comes to the three, three uh, mm-hmm. point field goal percentage. Jordan been, Jordan didn't play. Jordan played an era where different era. they weren't shooting that many threes. That's that is true. But I mean, with that, they're still thirty four point three versus thirty two point seven. So it's not that much different. Who's, no. who's, who's, who? I think I think Jordan was was a relatively efficient player for his era. Yeah, yeah. So Jordan is the he, he has the one with the lower number. He's the thirty-two. So I mean, again, it's not that much different though. I, LeBron, I wrote some stuff down because I knew that this was going to get a lot of backlash when I said it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so LeBron is the only player to have thirty-four thousand points, nine thousand assists, and nine thousand rebounds. That's a, that's a testament to something crazy. Like it's that's absurd. I mean, not to mention what he does on... He's still... He's not a consistent defensive player anymore, but on the defensive end, when he needs to turn it on, I mean, oh, yeah. those chase down blocks are ridiculous. Yeah, those are nice. That's, 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 a, that's a whole nother gear. And uh, at the age that he's doing it at still, his consistency... Uh, I, I, personally, I, I don't see a hole in his game. Now, again, if we make him shoot like Steph Curry, then everybody's going to have a hole in their game because there's only one Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Right? There's only two guys that do shoot like that, really. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, I know. I knew I would be the. the I fan. think if if you're doing a NBA 2K type of thing, then yes, LeBron is the the ideal guy. You might even want to make him a little taller. You might even want to go Durant. <laughs> no, Durant with you no, know, because LeBron's like six, six eight, eight, right? Six, six eight. eight. So you might want Durant with LeBron's body. That might be the the Ooh. the perfect basketball player. Okay. <laughs> but basketball is. It's not just it's it's not just about the stats. It's not just stat heavy because if we go stat heavy, then it, 
then it kind of you you reduce basketball to something that at the heart of it it is baseball is, is you can define things by stats basketball like the art, the talk we just had about James Harden mm-hmm. cannot be reduced to that and i think basketball has a as a, a mental component a competitive component where not the lebron is not competitive and not the lebron doesn't have a killer instinct cuz i think he does and and we've seen it boston game 6 we've seen it when he had to close out the derrick rose um Derrick Rose Bulls when he had to close out the Durant uh, Warriors. No, well, not the Thunder. Warriors. The the Thunder. He has it in him. He can do it. But I think it's it's one of those things that LeBron has to be pushed to get there. Jordan is already there, and I think Jordan, even though he's smaller and shorter, I think Jordan pound for pound is a better athlete than LeBron James. So just so we're clear, your, your argument is going to be the intangibles that come with Jordan rather than the yes. physical attributes and the statistical yes. attributes. because Jordan played less years too. And Jordan had four years of college. So Jordan had four years of college, and uh, I'm not saying you are, but a lot of Bulls fans seem to forget the Warrior years of Jordan like they don't count towards his career, which I think they do, right? The Wizards years? Yeah, yeah the Wizards count? years, they count it towards his right. career. Right, of course. Um, so Jordan did have more championships in less time, right? That's the other yes. thing. But he also took him longer to get to the finals than it did for for LeBron. It also took Jordan. Sure, Jordan, but Jordan played in a in a in a tougher in a tougher era in the West, it, it, in the Eastern that, Conference. Okay, so that's the subjective yeah. part. That it, so yeah, that's, yeah, because yeah. we were having this conversation the other day. Uh, yeah. I think yesterday with Albert. I said, yeah. so, sometimes it's it's about timing because I think that Jordan. I would go as far as to say that he got lucky that he didn't make the finals early. Because if he does make the finals early, I don't think he's winning a championship. Right. So I think also when when people when people talk about six championships, like when people just say that they they put their their yeah. six fingers up, I'm like, okay, that's that's not an argument. Yeah. Because I'm ti- timing does have something to do with it. And in addition to that, I, I think I see, it, it I is see an the, argument though. Just because you have more championships, that no, means but I you're think that's better. part of it. I I don't think it tells the whole story. No, and I think I think what people seem to we get this idea. Maybe not just not saying the number six, but explaining those six titles. I think does. I, I think if we explain them, I think it actually hurts Jordan's legacy a little bit personally, because we we I, a lot of people put this in the context that Jordan played with scrubs. Pippen wasn't a scrub. Uh, Dennis Rodman is arguably the best rebounder of all time. I mean, who else gets thirty rebounds and two points in a game? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's <laughs> like it's unheard of, right? And that's three championships. Right? And plays the, defense, right? So well. you have probably at that time in the league, Jordan, the best scorer in the mm-hmm. league, matched with the best rebounder. I mean, that that's a recipe for anybody to win, right? Anybody who you could have put somebody below Jordan's level in that position with a great rebounder and a great uh, defensive wing like Pippen. And they probably would have been successful. Not to knock Jordan's skill set. Uh, Jordan has, is is in the greatest of all time conversation. Obviously, I think he, it's either him or LeBron. I'm not arguing anything other than that. But if you look at his surroundings, he wasn't playing with scrubs at least for half his championships. He he had the best rebounder. And then Pippen is a Hall of Famer. He's I mean, people talk about it like he's just like he's just a guy. There were just guys on his team. No, he was he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's he had right. a team. You know, and Phil Jackson. If we want to make arguments for goats, Phil Jackson. Five with the Lakers, six with the Bulls. Right. I mean, that's the common denominator, if you ask me. And you're saying LeBron played with scrubs to win his So titles? I don't think he played with scrubs, but he didn't play with anybody that was the best at their position in the league. And we can argue that Dennis Rodman was the best rebounder in the league, right, at that point. Right. 
we can't make that argument about Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh was an all-star. Dave, uh, Dwayne Wade, an all-star. Right? He had other all-star. Uh, Kyrie Irving, all-star. Kevin Love, all-star. But none of those guys. I mean, is Kevin Love a Hall of Famer? I mean, with the fact. No, right? I no. mean, everybody gets no. in, so probably. It's Kyrie. Everybody hates Kyrie, so yeah. <laughs> he's probably. Kyrie can possibly get in. Maybe. He's maybe a Hall of Famer, right? Up. Dwayne Wade's a Hall of Famer. Wait, who, who was the best shooting guard at, at that moment? At that moment in the league? When LeBron was winning championships? I mean, you have. The Miami, when he joined Miami. So Dwayne Wade was arguably, or. Right. Arguably, right? But it wasn't like. My point is, Dennis Rodman was far and beyond every rebounder in the league at that point. Right, and that I I think that's pretty safe to say because I mean that, those stats were just stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see I see Dwayne Wade being a Hall of Famer, but I don't see anybody you else. You think Dennis Rodman is better than Dwayne Wade? Well, two different positions. Obviously, it's hard to argue that. But I'm saying is the facilitation for Jordan, the recipe for Jordan to win, mm-hmm. I think was better than LeBron, any of LeBron's situations. No, no way. I'm, that Miami team was incredible. There was already other teams built to that level, though. Why did they build that Miami team in the first place? Who couldn't he get past? Celtics Because they're already Big three up <laughs> Yeah but that, that was An aging Celtics team already That Miami team Was ridiculous That Miami team Wasn't I'm Oh well You know bad. Dwayne Wade He's no. a guy Dwayne Wade no, he, He's I the third best Shooting guard of all time Yeah they stacked the deck I'm not saying They didn't stack the deck I still think The recipe with the Bulls And Chris Bosh At the time Was an all NBA guy And who's coaching The, the Heat at that time though? Spolstra, Spolstra. Yeah. I mean, You're taking Spolstra Over Phil Jackson no, but Spolstra isn't isn't a scrub either. He's not a scrub, but he was a video guy at that time, <laughs> or before that, shortly before that. Right. He was just a, the video room guy, right? So um, I, I love Spolstra. LeBron tried to get him fired. I think Pat Riley they said came out this week that he said he's the only person to tell LeBron stay in your lane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he, yeah. he he told him, hey, he gave him a look. And he told him, hey, do you ever think about coming back after they lost that finals? And he just he said what you said. Yeah. So yeah, I I I'm I'm gonna stick to LeBron as a go. I think Jordan. Changed revolutionized basketball, but I think Pat, beyond that, it's it. I think I think LeBron and also of other guys have even taken it further. I think LeBron, as good as he is, other guys have won on his watch, and other guys have felt that they're at his level, or maybe a little a little better. Durant, Kawhi, mm-hmm. uh, Kobe. Like, all these guys have felt they are at LeBron's level. Nobody in, in Jordan's, of Jordan's contemporaries felt, I'm at his level. Is it possible that basketball just progressed? Because you realize Jordan comes in at the 80s, in the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. He, um, basketball doesn't, I don't mean to sound, but I'm going to say it anyways because I feel like it, I want to say it, but mm-hmm. basketball isn't fully desegregated until the 70s. Mm-hmm. Right, so late 70s. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about an influx of African-American players starting to come in around the, the 80s and 90s. Early 90s is the, big, the bigger part of it. So that's where Jordan's era kind of takes off. Yeah. You're talking about LeBron. This current era is a sport that's dominated by, by the world's best players at this point. We can argue that at the beginning part of Jordan's career, we might not have been seeing the world's best players in the league at that time. And I, I, think, those are, I think that goes for almost every sport. Right? As, as long as sports have been desegregated, there's a high chance that whoever we're comparing to wasn't playing against the best talent in the world. Right? And I think that's one thing that isn't ever brought up when you talk about Jordan's era because Jordan came into the league at the t- that specific time, right? And he was unheard of. <laughs> like, everything. I, I watched, uh, I even watched what's the last dance, and it's like, there's nobody in his contemporaries that's anywhere near him, mm-hmm. right? But he was new to, to that. That style of player was brand new to the league. Right. And then all these dudes mimic, mimicked him, right? Yeah, Kobe did it. Kobe mimicked Kobe's him. Kobe's another version of, yeah. of MJ, you know? He is. And, and, and if you look at... So my, my, my point is, is this, is that 
we can't argue that, oh, there was nobody that was one of Jordan's contemporaries that were close because Jordan was the first one like him. But I would make the argument that we, we may be seeing a league today where there's five, six, seven guys that could have been Jordan's contemporaries at that time, skill set-wise. Maybe not mental toughness-wise, maybe not in the paint getting fouled-wise, but skill set-wise, you could have put anybody in today's league, a lot of people in today's league, and they would be contemporaries of Jordan. Right. So that's my argument for that. But wouldn't people being at LeBron's level lower LeBron's? No, absolutely not. I think you put Jordan in today's league, and he's not nearly the no, Jordan. No, yep. stop it. I'm telling you right now, skill set-wise. What now, do you mean? Now, mentally, yeah, he's a dog. I get it. He, he, he's, got, he's got a special mental. Why, because he couldn't play defense in today's league? Because he couldn't drive in today's league? I, again, he couldn't post in today's league? I think it wouldn't you be put the Le, You put Jordan in this league, he learns to shoot. You think so? Yes. He, the dude made his body to beat the Detroit Pistons. Yes. Or, or he's just... He's just really efficient at the mid-range, which he already was. I mean, he wouldn't really have to change his game that he's much. Maybe, maybe he would add the three-point shot a little bit, but, I mean, he's not a scrub without it, you know, in this. In no. this, in this. Right, but he, he adapts it because that's right, what he Right, absolutely. He's going to add it because that's what right. he needs to do to, to win. Right. So I, th- I think with, with LeBron, I, I think more than anything, numbers-wise, yeah, it's phenomenal. But I think he shoots himself in the foot a lot of times in, in, in the, in, let's say, Against the, the Spurs, uh-huh. that, th- those finals, I, I feel like, like, and I, I also see glimpses of that right now with the Lakers. I feel like he doesn't do what he needs to do when he should do it. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think that takes a a, a, a high level of, of of a player, someone who 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 understands that maybe it's not the prettiest play at the moment, or maybe maybe he just mm-hmm. doesn't feel like doing it. But he has to do it. He has to stick to that. I think that that's what would separate him from 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 Jordan. Okay, I could see that. I, I think again, I, I think LeBron is 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 efficient, not just in his basketball, just in his whole approach. Has become more efficient, right? And I think that's why you don't see him turn it on like that anymore, right? Because uh, he has a history of of in the playoffs gassing out, right? We've seen that he gets cramped up, mm-hmm. he gets you know, and, and I think he's become smarter about it right i think he he doesn't have now you can knock him for that i i mean i'm not gonna stop you from knocking him for that right uh you wouldn't see jordan right allegedly he had the flu but well, jordan took two years <laughs> off yeah he retired yeah if you I mean, you can go there and say yes because jordan retired for two years mm-hmm. twice <laughs> yeah so I mean, he took some time off, you know. Yeah. So and, and 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 speaking of his retirement years, <laughs> in the go argument, Jordan's teams didn't suck after he left. And I, was, I don't know if like right, they but did. not but see, but they didn't. once you so, go there, now you're 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 knocking Jordan for having competent people run his team. Yeah. So no, I'm not knocking him for having competent people. Run yeah, his because team. the reason why the Cavs sucked after he left. Was because the Cavs would go to LeBron. LeBron, who do you want us to sign? And they got rid of all the draft picks. Their cap space was a mess. They they paid Tristan Thompson all that money. Yeah. They had paid J.R. Smith all that money. They gave Kevin Love that horrible contract. So they there was nothing else they could do. Yeah. Everything they did was to keep LeBron. So I think the testament to to that is that is that we want to make the argument that Jordan carried his team when his team succeeded without him. I think that's the hard part. But I don't think that's... Uh, Are they a championship team? No. That, that was proven. Yeah. You know? But were they a good team without him? Yeah. But that was because of front office. That's not because that, of that Jordan or... That team was or, though with him, though, for the most Because part. of the front office. 
I, I just like I, that's I, a front office issue. That's you're, not a uh, you're talking about. That's not LeBron and Jordan. That's that's front office. That's Jerry Krause saying like I'm gonna I'm gonna do what's best for the Bulls, but he not did what's that before, best for Jordan. He did that before Jordan left. So Jordan had a team. They removed that one element of the team. The team mostly stayed intact, and the team relatively won the playoffs. Fifty five wins, right? Yeah, they uh, from fifty was it fifty seven to fifty five. Mm. LeBron has a team, takes him to the finals, right? Uh, they're sixty one win team, I think, that year, and then he leaves, and they're a nineteen win team. This happened three times, but it happened with the Heat too. Yeah, um, the Heat, he leaves, and I mean, Chris Bosh gets, in, you know, this crazy the weird blood clot thing. So you, yes. it's hard to compare that one exactly. To, yeah. I wish we, I wish he would, that team would have been held together to see exactly what happens, but it's not fair because of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, but. Yeah, we have seen when LeBron leaves, it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> but it's because of, of the people running. And I think that is a huge element of it. The, but the, the teams. The, largely the players stay relatively the same is my point, right? So I get, yeah, a, G, a good GM would have set it up. But the players stayed relatively the same. The team stayed relatively the same aside from that, that one component. It's right, because like, you're talking about the sample size that, that you had when, when he retired. As soon as he retired, the team was still the same. Same That's team, what you're yeah, same players. Nothing changed. Minus Jordan. Right. I, 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 I agree with that. Yeah, and so to see somebody go from losing only two, two more games to from 61 team to a 19 win team, that's that's a jump. That's something that deserves a little bit of attention to say, okay, what happened? Yeah, but it's also in a, in a East, and I think I'm not saying anything controversial, those East teams sucked, right? The East, team, the East now is starting to be competitive. Yeah, they suck in LeBron. A few years ago. Well, in, during the Jordan era, the East was more, were stronger than the but, but that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. You're winning all these games, but the majority of these games you're playing against the Eastern Conference Okay, I can, I can see that argument. Well, when this, so it was harder for them to stay consistent. Well, I actually, that is a testament to the fact that Jordan's team was better than people make it out to be. Right, but I'm not arguing that Jordan's team, that Jordan played with scrubs. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that, that really factors into who's the better guy. I think Jordan, if we break down his, his, his play compared to LeBron's play consistently, day in and day out, Jordan is a better player because of everything that he brought. Well, statistically, we can't say that. What we're arguing was intangibles because statistically, LeBron mostly beats him out in most areas at this point. He does. Consistently. Right. So this is the intangibles that we're arguing, right? That you said consistently Jordan has a better mentality. Consistently, he's more of a... But it shows out. It's not one of those make-believe mentalities. So what what does it show out? So... I guess the hard part I'm saying is where, if it, where does it show out at then? How do you quantify that? Yeah, that's my point. Is where, where does it show out? Because if the stats say that one's more consistent and one scores more, assists more, is more efficient, one shoots more, one facilitates more, one wins more games-wise, how, how, what, what other metrics do we quantify a mentality with then? Well, once you're getting to that level, you get into championships. So I, that's, what, I, that's what I assume. You have to going. get into playoff success. You have to get there. So wait, playoff success or championships? Because they're two different things, right? Because LeBron is the most winning, has the most playoff wins in history at this point. So we'd have to just say rings now. We're getting down to the rings argument. Jordan has six. LeBron has. But it's not just those six. It's how they played in those six. How he plays in all those titles. Okay. Where we we don't see, and even LeBron checking out against the Celtics in in Mm -hmm. 2008, you never saw Jordan go out like that. We never saw him, but we also saw a much more mature Jordan by the time he got to the finals, right? We saw a young LeBron come in at, at 18 out of high school. Right. Where, where Jordan had, I think Jordan actually had three years in college. I don't think he played all four years. I think he left after his third year. And then 
And then we see him not make the – I don't think he makes the playoffs for the first six years. I could be wrong on that. If you guys want to check that. But I think he goes six years without making the playoffs. Uh, so you're talking about Jordan now being 28, 29 by the time he gets to the postseason, right? He, he's, been, he's been in the NBA. He's been he, – he won a national title, right? He's been in that – we're talking about LeBron coming out of the hood in high school, St. Francis, and then – No, I think he makes it his second year. In the, in, to Le, the LeBron makes it – no, no, Jordan, because he the, plays. He plays that Celtics team. They get out. He drops sixty three. I think they get out the first round, though, right? No, no, right. for sure. Okay, so yeah, you're right. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's in there, and then, but you're talking about a, you're talking about a, a kid mm. with no experience, right? No, I don't care what level of high school basketball you play. Right. That's nothing compared to North Carolina national championship team. You're talking about a young, young LeBron who's who's basically a child coming out of into the NBA and dominating from day one physically on the court. I mean, that's different. I mean, I have, again, if Jordan's 6'8 and LeBron's size, we might be talking the same thing, right? I, I don't know. But uh, it, it's, again, where do we quantify? Because if, if, if the only argument is rings, then Jordan or LeBron aren't in the GOAT conversation. If that's what the, the quantifying of that mentality comes down to. Right, and You know, um, I think this maybe this might help, but I'm not really sure if this will help quantify it. But during the elimination games, um, when – when, uh, for, for example, if whenever the Bulls were eliminating somebody, um, they were 30 and 10, mm-hmm. at least Jordan was. And uh, LeBron, when he's eliminating somebody, they're 35 and 10. So, again, they're, right, they're like right there, right? Now, when they're facing the elimination, uh, Jordan is 5 and 7, and LeBron is 14 and 10. I know, that's, again, the sample size is different because – at this point, LeBron has played more games. You know? yeah, and he's been in the playoffs a lot yeah. more, obviously. But been a lot just more something to put it in perspective. How, I mean, I think they match up pretty well you know, to a certain extent. So when we want to say LeBron doesn't have that mentality, and I get, I get the arguments why, because his demeanor is not Jordan's demeanor. His demeanor is not Kobe's demeanor. Right. Who's the greatest basketball team statistically? The, the Lakers and the 2 No, the, statistically, who, who, who's the best regular season team? Oh, the, that's going to be the Oakland. I mean, the, the Golden State Warriors. And who's probably the best dynasty we've ever seen? Probably the Warriors again. If we look at it, statistically, the Warriors are the best dynasty we've ever seen. Right? Regular season wins. Championship dynasty. That's probably statistically the best team we've ever seen. Yes. I don't think it was fair how it was put together. If they can have that, we should have been able to have Chris Paul with the Lakers, personally, I thought. But whatever. Neither here nor there. LeBron turns on the mentality and beats the best dynasty and the best franchise and the best regular season team ever. Right? That's, That's... if that's not dog mentality, if that's not determining, I don't know what is. And if you want to quantify something, there's there's a there's a ring that's worth s- several rings for other teams and the situations they wanted. I think the hard part, and even for me, I'll say it because again, I have Jordan as as the goat here. But the hard part is watching LeBron, and I, and, I, and I get what LeBron is doing, and we'll just go back to to Game One against the Blazers, for example. We want to see, you know, it's. 10 minutes left, 5 minutes left, or down by 10 or whatever. We want to see what Jordan would do, and that's Jordan going all in and, and mm-hmm. going for that layup, going for that dunk. We want to see an aggressor, right? And I think that the issue with LeBron um, is that we don't see an aggressor. Maybe it's not the aggression that we expect to see. That we're, you we want to see somebody take the game over. Yeah, we, yeah. he passes the ball and tries to get his team involved, and and somebody made a comment, I forget who it was, but he, he said LeBron is not trying to win game one. He's trying to win. To, he's, playing, he's trying to beat the Blazers. So he understands that. He's playing chess. As, you know, as a team, he needs to get his teams involved for, for, for that to happen. Otherwise, 
he might win this game, but you're going to get a pissed off, you know, Kuzma because he didn't get the, the pass when he was wide open or, or pissed off AD and so on. So maybe that's the hard part. Maybe that's the hard part for me. Like, for me, it's hard. Like, I'm like, dude, just, just, just go for take the drive. Don't settle for that three. Don't pass the ball. So, and that's what I started with. And I, I'm not sure. I think that maybe that's what you started with, German, as well. He doesn't have that. He doesn't seem like he has that. And I, I would see that in game one, game two. But I'll, let's, let's, let's paint a picture. So, so Kyrie Irving probably gets the greatest shot of his career in that series, right, where they come back 3-1. Mm-hmm. Right? And the reality is, is LeBron's doubled right, at that point, double, maybe even tripled at that point. So if Kyrie doesn't have the confidence to hit that shot, right, which LeBron took game one and game two to help build, they, don't win that, they might not win that championship. And so I, I think that when you, look at, when you look at LeBron, you have to think about him more than just shooting and physical. You look at him, he's a coach. He's, he, get, he gets his team involved because he knows that at some point, once he turns it on, they're going to start doubling him, dribbling him. And he needs those guys to be confident enough to hit those shots. And I think that's what, what Kyrie didn't realize uh, he sees now when he went to, we saw when he went to Boston, right, that he didn't, didn't have it, that LeBron facilitated. LeBron, uh, Kyrie is skilled. I'm not knocking that. Kyrie is a superstar as well. He, he has the best handles I've ever seen. But he, um, he needed LeBron. He did, and he's going to need KD, right? And LeBron built that confidence for him to be able to hit that sh- those shots, and I think that's what we don't realize is, yeah, Danny Green, if he doesn't shoot the ball a lot, he's not going to shoot the ball at all. You know what I mean? Like, he gets, he gets him involved, right? If Kuzma, the young guy, got to get him involved. He got to get him confident enough to play, play at that level, and I think LeBron's playing chess. I think uh, Jordan would prefer to just take the game on his own shoulders. I think LeBron, I think LeBron might be smarter than that personally. I think Jordan would have been like, you know what? If you can't do this, I'll do this. Yeah, screw all you guys. And, I'm getting mine, and we're winning. Yeah, and and I think that's, I think that's why I had. I mean, I get what LeBron is doing, like, but I think what Jordan did that with Paxson, he did that with Kerr, did that with Kukoc, did that with Pippen. So it's not like Jordan just was like, I got it. He was, yeah, he was building these guys up too. Even like Kerr take that last shot. I mean, if you think about it in that, that one championship, so yeah, it's a very similar. And Paxton against the Lakers. Yeah, it's a very similar. Uh, right, right. I, I think also it's just like, it's it's very personal to to just to see what 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 version of leadership that you like. Or, yeah. Because I I think that also what what Jordan did is that when you turn on the intensity from the beginning from preseason. Throughout the whole season, everyone understands what it takes to win, uh-huh. and it's a different approach, but it gets you to the to the to the same same endpoint. Uh-huh. So I think uh, passing to to Kerr like th- that that and and him taking that shot, having that confidence to, to to make that shot, I think that's a testament to to the whole season. What what he did, what what he harps on them, yeah, what, what he did to, to lead by <laughs> yeah. by example. Yeah, like sure, sure it was a hostile environment. Maybe today that doesn't work out so well. Maybe mm-hmm. you can argue that. Yeah, like Jordan today, maybe that doesn't work out so well. Like there would be like crazy stories. Yeah, HR. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it <laughs> probably doesn't work out. But I I think, and 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 I think that's that's the hard part. How do you quantify the, the intangibles? You know. Yeah. Especially because, because if it's, if we just do a numbers game, then it would be easy. But to that, it's not just numbers, right? I agree. So I think I'm more confused than I was when I got yeah. here, dude. No, and I, and I, and I get it. Like I mean, <laughs> I mean after watching the last, I didn't really know Jordan. You know, I, as I didn't get into mm-hmm. basketball truly. My first my first finals was. The New York Knicks against the 
Spurs. Spurs. That was my first finals. And after that, I just I followed all the way. So I didn't get, truly get to see Jordan. I knew of Jordan. And after watching The Last Dance, I felt like I got to know Jordan. And it was, like, very educational. And I, Which I, was designed by Jordan to do that to you. It but. was. <laughs> it was. I know he – his documentary. <laughs> but I got to see how he thinks. And that's, I think that was the whole point of his thing. And, I mean, I, I used to – I used to think Kobe was the, the go. And then I, I realized that he – Kobe was just another version of, of yeah. him. And, um, he learned from him and, and so on. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think it truly really falls down to these two players that we're talking about. Um, but, I mean, I still take Jordan because of his mentality because he's not taking no for an answer. It, it, he's going to die. And I, I feel like LeBron's not willing to die. So, bas- yeah, bas- every, basketball is not everything to LeBron. I will give, I will give it that. Right, he he has a bigger scope of, of things that he's focusing on. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you just a random question. If you don't see the Last Dance, is this a lot closer of an argument to you, or do you feel like you got a better insight on who Jordan is because of his doc his documentary? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly speaking, I, I I think I probably would have leaned more toward LeBron um, if it wasn't for watching that because I I didn't know again I didn't know yeah. much of Jordan. I, yeah, I mean, it was, we're it was all Kobe than, guys, right? Growing yeah, up, yeah, other than YouTube videos, and that's just me being from being real, you know. Yeah. Like, I, I think at one point, I was told on the idea. I think you and I had talked about it too. Yeah, I think we did. That yeah. LeBron was the go, and I saw all these stats, especially, um, you know, when he went to the finals, you know, four years in a row and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, which is incredible, you know, um, with different teams, you know. Well, he that was like six years in a row, right? Nine, nine, nine years finals in a, in a row. East, yeah, right. Like, that's, can you believe that? That's whole decade yeah which is i i think after all those stats where everybody was like whoa this is this guy's he just passed jordan in this and this in that category the entirety of my kid's life he was in the finals (laughs) (laughs) i I didn't watch the documentary yeah Uh, i think i saw like one episode right yeah we watched one episode and i was like "Eh." i'm I'm not really i feel like some people get really connected to people's like to to players like personalities yeah like like personally like oh yeah that's my guy or something yeah i'm not really that guy like e- even in basketball i just kind of i lean more towards towards mm-hmm. the numbers which is why I, I usually lean more towards 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 lebron when it comes to, to the to the go conversation when it just comes to that but then it's like you guys just throw a wrench in there when we, we start talking about intangibles, dude. It's just and I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Until LeBron came to the Lakers, I hated his guts, man. I just did not. Oh. Right? Because I'm like, dude, this guy's always in the championship. I don't like him. I'm a Laker fan. But his number is, to me, it's hard to deny what I'm looking at with my eyes. And granted, again, I'm only 30 years old, so I wasn't, I was a child when Jordan's playing the game, right? Yeah. I, I wasn't there to feel the impact of what he did for basketball. I have, however, felt the impact of Kobe and LeBron James and what they've done mm-hmm. to basketball. Right. I mean, I would argue as a, as a Laker fan, seeing Kobe grow up, I've seen LeBron grow up. I remember, I remember being in high school and seeing LeBron's highlights when he was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's wild. And he's getting ready to retire in three years. Two years from now, there won't be a LeBron anymore. He's going to get one season with Bronny. I believe it. And that's it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to get one. I think that's his objective. It's yeah. not championships. It's to play with his son, unfortunately. And I think when that happens, we're all going to be very... Uh, very sad like to, to yeah. see that chapter close you know and we'll see I mean I think uh, is it uh, Luca will be the next guy to take over yeah if the NBA decides to push him right which they seem to be pushing Zion more than Luca, but Luca's really the skill set that we need in basketball yeah oh yeah it's not yeah. close yeah no he's 
He's a boy, but he's a man amongst boys on that court, no matter who he's playing against now. Yeah. Cause he's young. We talk about was he fifteen playing the pros overseas? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that on the goat conversation. Not sure if you guys want to add anything else. I mean. So we all agree LeBron's a goat. That's what we came to. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, now I understand why people do the, the whole, like, era thing. Yeah. It, it, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen that before out on Instagram where, you know, Magic's the best player of the 80s. Um, Jordan the 90s. Yeah. Kobe the, of 2000s. the 2000s and LeBron of the 10s. But I think Duncan belongs in the 2000s conversation, personally. But, and the 2010s, actually. <laughs> He's a, Duncan's a beast. Yeah, yeah, Duncan. Great. He's just too quiet to get the publicity he deserves. Yeah, he's quiet. Yeah, so that moves on to uh, the goats in the football. That's a, it's a, uh, this seems a little different. I, I don't think this discussion is as common as the one we just had. Um, so, do we go by rings in football? I think football is separated by. I think the only players we are queue for are. Quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think quarterbacks are the only ones that are even in that discussion. And I think there's, because it's more positional, but I think mm. qu- quarterback is probably the most important position over and over because you could not have a superstar wide receiver, but if you have a good quarterback, uh-huh. you, you'll win the title. You don't have to have an amazing linebacker or pass rusher but you can win with an amazing quarterback. Uh, so I think in football, it's quarterbacks, and, yeah, I think winning is... So we're not going to do offensive guards or anything? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to. No, and so I think it's... When it comes to position... Uh, skill, skill players, I think the conversation, you probably have to start it with with Deion Sanders, you probably have to you have to include Jerry Rice, Randy Moss. Yeah. And then it kind of just, you know, it grows. But I think that's you and then on defense you probably have to go Lawrence Taylor, Ed Reed. You you have to go and and throw in um I guess Ray Lewis, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because of the totality of his career. He 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 won two titles with with Joe one with Joe Flacco and one with Trent Dilfer, so that has to count for something. Gets you in the combo. Um, and so you kind of just, but I think the goal. It's I mean it's Brady. If we're Six just, Super Bowls. but just that, you know everything he's done. I think. A lot will, will ride on, A, how he does in Tampa Bay, but how Belichick does without Brady. I think just ho- however much Brady has left, whether it's a year, two years, or three years. or so He's got to win something, at least in the postseason. Or Belichick has to win. Unless they go to a draw and we kind of say, well, we, we will never. It will be like Pop and, and Duncan. You know, It would be one of those mm-hmm. conversations. But I think if Belichick wins without him, it, it, it kind of, he kind of takes a hit. He kind of takes a hit there. Oh, and if he wins without Belichick, obviously it becomes um, it, the questions are answered. They're both great, but, but Brady isn't the system quarterback that everybody thinks he is. I don't think he takes a hit though. I, so I, I would say this: I think Brady. I'll give Brady the goat with this caveat. 
Uh, there's a reason why the Patriots never spent on skilled players outside of Brady. They spent on their line. Because it's historically, when Brady gets hit, he sucks. Mm-hmm. We, that's the Giants both times in the Super Bowl. But I think that's every quarterback. You look at guys like Aaron Rodgers who can move out of the pocket, who can still who can still make plays. Mm. Not they're not winners like Tom Brady, right? Mm. Tom Brady is is in a in a league of his own. I, I I do say that, but I think there's a caveat there that 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 not only was he a good player and a smart player, they built something around him. Just so, we saw so many skill players leave the Patriots because they just went bam. Yeah, I, I think in terms of most skilled, I think Brady loses that. I think the most skilled quarterback I've ever seen is Aaron Rodgers. He's just the, the most skilled. He, he, I think, I think he's more skilled than Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is amazing. But the the most skilled guy is is Aaron. Rod- Even today, Aaron Rodgers made some throws. It was just like, oh my gosh, you're like, dude, what? Like, who? Only he could do that. But. Rodgers, oh, and, and it might be just the Packers. It might be that if he goes somewhere else and he rattles off two, three straight, you know, Super Bowls, you never know. But Brady is is the best quarter, but the best player because of everything. He's not the most skilled quarterback. Uh-huh. And I think if we want to go in that, now we're having a completely different conversation, and that 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 changes. The entire thing. It's usually a go conversation in any sport. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. now you're going more skilled to to the guy who's able to put all these things together. So I think Brady put it together where Rodgers has more. Like if Rodgers and Brady switch. Oh, my gosh. What happens? I don't know. Right. Does, does Rodgers have like, you know, 17 Super Bowls? I don't know. I, I, I think I made this comparison before. I think... <laughs> I think that it's kind of like Kobe, where he wasn't the, the best skilled player, but he he worked so hard. Right, he put it all together. Yeah, where McGrady was probably more naturally skilled. Right. Than Kobe. Yeah. Right. And, and Kobe also had the organization. Yeah. That too. Yeah, that matters too. That, who you play for that Patriots organization. Is yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> the way stellar, around. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that I think it does matter who you play for. Like you go with Tim Duncan. Um, you know, he he played for a great organization and. Yeah, I think Duncan. That one is becoming more interesting because Pop hasn't really done much since Duncan left. Which you know, it's not saying much because yeah. Duncan is a generational Rose, player. But the the we gave Pop a lot of credit for like these guys that he would draft, and every time the Spurs would draft a guy, but mm-hmm. they haven't had that guy. Mm-mm. In a while. I think Parker might have been... No, uh, not Parker. Um, Kawhi. Kawhi was the they last They blew it guy. on the Kawhi And too. Yeah, whatever they did to Kawhi, they, they mm-hmm. totally... And, and since then, DeRozan is nice, but he you're not going to win a title with him. Aldridge is n- nice, less nice, but you're not going to win a title with him. Yeah. I think Pop, we're starting to see that was Duncan and not Pop. So we'll see. If Brady wins one, then he, he you know. He, I think if he goes far enough in the playoffs, we say, right. we say he's. he's yeah. If he does Joe Montana in KC, you know, he's able to, you know, give the bird to the Pats and be like, hey, you know, I, I can still do it. But it's also rough, him. too, because he is a little older. Right. So that you got to throw that into the equation, yeah. too. And then some people might say, well, he's too old to win. And no. I, I don't think Belichick gets. If, if, the, if, the, if the Patriots go. Oh and, 12, oh, and 16. I, I still think Belichick is 
amazing coach. Yeah. And the same thing with, with with Brady. If he doesn't win a single game this season, it's a failure. Like it was for Jordan. Like Jordan, you know, wizard years, you know, they for their his fans don't seem to count him. You know? I, mean, I don't get why, to be honest with you. I don't think that's fair. So yeah, I think it's the same thing with, with, with Brady. I mean, I think people are gonna forget this story. But he sucked at some point in his life. Yeah. You know you know, it's okay. every time you see a Jordan wizard jersey or him in a, that uniform, it trips me out to this day. Yeah. You know, and that it, when you see Brady in that uniform, it's, it's like, whoa, what, what's weird? And yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't think that's going to ever change. But, but I feel, I feel like it answers a question though, because a lot of people, the the debate is that Belichick is the reason why Brady is so great. Now, if you take Brady out of the equation, I don't think he's still sixteen. What was that? If they go in sixteen, yeah. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you take him out of the equation, you, you put in a, a, a quarterback that's, that's good. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's good. Um, and and they go far in the playoffs, and I think it does answer some questions. So I, I think, yes, it doesn't take away from the fact that he is, he is a great coach, but it answers the question of whether Brady is as valuable as think we think he is. I think we've had more opportunity to see, though, Belichick without Brady in the seasons where, where Brady was hurt, right? Because we saw Garoppolo do well. We yeah, saw, we did. Uh, was, what was the other dude's name? Um, Brissett. Jacoby Brissett do well, mm-hmm. right? And we've seen that, that, and again, like you said, with subpar receivers a lot of the time, right? I mean, guys like Edelman, they, we knew nothing about until yeah. Belichick put a uniform on those guys for Ex-quarterback. 15 bucks <laughs> and a dinner, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, and I think that's what, Again, it's not a knock on Brady, but we know that Belichick is a great coach because the systems that he can put in place, they just require bodies in some cases, it seems right. like, right? So. Yeah. Uh, so with that, I mean, it sounds like we, all, we kind of all agree that Brady is the GOAT here. Um, yes. Unless you guys got anything else, um, we could go on to uh, MLB. I think baseball's a lot harder because baseball is truly just numbers. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like a separation between hitters and and pitchers, pitchers. Uh-huh. because it's even like when Kershaw won the, the the MVP and and when Verlander won the MVP, I think it's just it it, it this doesn't sit right. You play every five yeah. games, every five days, which is a guy who's always there. I think in baseball, the conversation goes Babe Ruth because of what he did, obviously. There were no black players, but just he, he was great in, the, in that era, in, you know, by, by all accounts. Then you go Hank Aaron, you go um, Barry Bonds, you go, you know, even without PDs. Without, before, Bonds before PDs was, was, a, was, was ridiculous. <laughs> he was a Hall of Famer yes, before the drugs. Yes, yeah. he, he was ridiculous. <laughs> and he did it because McGuire and Sosa, who were mediocre baseball players, became superstars because they were hitting home runs. And Barry Bonds was like, well, if you think those guys are good with on the juice, look what I can do on the juice. So, and then you, you go modern day, and, and I think the guy who has a chance is, is Mike Trout. I think Mike Trout has the, the chance to go down as the, the greatest. Uh, he's going to need some postseason success, even though that isn't, Strictly what we judge baseball players on, although it is what we judge uh, pitchers by. But I think you go into like Mickey Mantle, he was great, and and Roger Maris and all those guys. 
baseball is really difficult. You kind of just pick a guy and hope that the stats back you up. Uh, by the numbers, uh, the best guy would probably, I don't know, Stan Musial, maybe. I don't know. It, it, it kind of just, it, it, baseball is very different that way. Because it just depends on on you, what you're looking for, what you value more, if you value more of defense, a guy, if you value, if value clutch, if you value, whatever you value, it just it just depends on, on those things. So Barry Bonds has the most home runs, right, out of any yes. player uh, ever, mm-hmm. right? And would that is that that's not still not enough, right? Because that's just one season, right? No, no, that's a, no for his career. Oh, okay. Yeah. Compilation. So he has. So kind of he he broke. He, he, he has a single season home run record, but he also has the most home runs in history. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that still doesn't make him the the goat. And that as as a. Well, the batter. the problem with Barry Bonds is he did a lot of those on the juice. Gotcha. There's no clear delineation between when it started and when it stopped. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think the guy that had the shot until. We found out he was a cheater. Was uh, was uh, a Rod? Yeah. And then we found out he was probably always on, on the juice. So baseball it gets real murky because I think when I think you, you mentioned Mike Trout. I think when we look at Mike Trout, he's already so the big baseball stat in today is WAR. Right. Right. Wins above replacement. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys are all familiar with the stat or what it represents? No, no. Can you say that? So so WAR is basically. Uh, they take all your stats, combine them, essentially average them out and tell and assign a number to which how many games you think uh, that player is worth every season, right? right. Is, that, is that basically mm-hmm. what it is? comes yeah. out to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when we talk about war, it's, it's, there's a lot of debate about it, but it's the only number stat that currently exists that basically sums up a player's mm-hmm. entirety as a player in that season. Yeah. And so on that war alone, we're, Mike Trout today, and, and I would agree – I would like to see some um, postseason success out of him. Yeah. But luckily for the Angels, he has 14 more years left on his contract. <laughs> so hopefully we can get a little bit, right? Um, I think the Angels actually are building something. They just, they, they've had some terrible health luck, but that's neither here nor there. But as far as war is concerned, Mike Trout, which is, who was at probably the arguably the halfway point of his career, mm-hmm. I would say, is already number 16 all time. Yeah. Wow. All time. So you're talking about. Mike Trout, I think I wrote it down. Mike Trout has, so his current war is 73.4 career war. Uh, Babe Ruth's entire war was 109. Yeah. So Mike Trout is on track to pass Babe Ruth probably like year 16 of his career, which isn't that far away, believe it or not. But I think Mike Trout is already, um, like LeBron James, (laughs) just kidding, it's rare to see that size and that speed in a combination. Yeah. And Mike Trout, Mike Trout is, does everything on the baseball field well. So I think everything. there's a very good possibility that we're currently watching the GOAT play baseball. I, I, I agree 1,000%. <laughs> I think Mike Trout will go down as the greatest of all time. So he has a high-selling rookie card of all time. Did you guys yeah. see that? How many million dollars did that thing sell for? It was like... It was like three, no? Three, three, three to four, four million dollars yeah. for his rookie card. Highest-selling rookie card of all time. Yeah, Mike Trout is... It's different. Yeah, we'll tell our kids that we got to see Mike yeah, play baseball. Yeah. Live. That, that's absurd. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the drop-off between him and who the second guy who would probably be Mookie or Christian Yelich, you know, whoever, whoever you, you like better, is, is drastic. Yeah, and I think, I think one of the things, too, is that 
not not a knock on Dodger fans, but maybe, maybe a little bit. Is every year they have somebody and they're like, oh, they compare him to Mike Trout. And every year somebody else is comparing and it's him to Mike so, Trout. And it's so <laughs> laughable. Yeah, it's like we're ten years in and you're still comparing people to Mike Trout. But it, it's so la- like last year was it was uh, Bellinger, right? Yeah, but, and it's like if you watch Bellinger, he was hot April, he was hot May, and June, July, August, September, ooh, he he was down. He. Mike, what Mike Trout does on the on the baseball field consistently does is yeah it That's is the crazy part. is unlike anything we've ever witnessed. Yeah. I mean, I remember when they're comparing Puig to Trout. I remember that too. That was so disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess they're guy. similar in frame, but yeah. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Just... Uh, Mike Trout, you would give up all things to 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 acquire Mike Trout. Like four hundred and twenty-five million dollars, yeah. <laughs> and I think that that was that was a bargain. Yeah, I think had he hit the open market, or we're talking about six, maybe six yeah. million, which yeah. is why they jumped on it, right? Yeah, to yeah. avoid that open market. Right. I wish he would have said, you know what, I'm going to go to the open market. I think he likes Newport Beach, to be honest. I know, but just like, can can you go to a team that's going to get you to the playoffs, Mike Trout? Please. Explain the odds. Please. At some point in his 22-year career, they're going to make the playoffs once. (laughs) Maybe he can start pitching. (laughs) No, because then... Six tools. The reality is if you pitch for the Angels, you're for sure going to need at least two Tommy Johns. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So So uh, anything else to to add to to Major League Baseball? I don't think yeah. so. How about boxing? You guys have any goats in the boxing world? Boxing is tough because boxing is division classes, obviously. Yeah. So it's hard to do the, you know, Mayweather versus Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali's bigger, so he would crush Mayweather. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of got to do pound for pound on there. Um the best guy, probably, uh, the best the, conventionally, the, the guy that's believed to be the greatest is Sugar Ray Robinson. That's the GOAT. And he fought a long time ago. And that pound for pound, he's the greatest. Um, I, and then you go to, to what we, we see now. It's probably Muhammad Ali because of everything he did, who he was, the size, the speed, the defense, everything. He he was perfect. He was he he and he put it all together. It might be him. Uh, I think when you get to to you know the Mayweather's, the Pacquiao. I think Pacquiao pound for pound is greater than Mayweather. Mayweather is a greater fighter than Pacquiao. Had they fought in their peak, I think Mayweather beats him. I don't think head to head. I don't think that's a that that's that that's even. I think Mayweather is better. He's superior, pound for pound, which means just at every level, how great were you? Because Pacquiao is smaller, he accomplished a lot more to get to the same division. That Mayweather did, where Mayweather, because he was naturally bigger, and that's one of those things you get knocked for being naturally bigger. He he didn't have to climb as 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 high, and he didn't climb as high as as far as weight class to get to the same place Pacquiao did. And so, with, with boxing, is very different. It's very it's, it's very tricky because you, you kind of have to um, find. I think it's the the only one where you're gonna have to find your guy. And just defend them to the death. And you gotta just, you know, like the, the the Mayweather guys have a great argument. 
they have all the, you know that they, they they have plenty of things to argue. The 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 Pacquiao guys have good arguments too. The the Muhammad Ali guys have a lot of great arguments, and, and you kind of just got to pick your camp and stay there. Uh, the camps that I think are are laughable are like the Mike Tyson ones, because Mike Tyson was very entertaining, but he yeah. by no means was the greatest boxer ever. Um, so it just depends. It depends what you're looking for in boxing, right? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think. Also, like some casual fans would pick just the most entertaining, right. as opposed to the to to the greatest, right. and that's why a lot of people talk about Mayweather in in, in a certain way, yeah. where they say, "Oh, he's uh, he just ran his whole life." It's like, but they don't understand boxing. What? I, I hate people that <laughs> Are you say that. Me? People, wrong. Pe- pe- like boxing. yeah, people that knock Mayweather for that. I'm just like, do you understand that is boxing? He is boxing. Yes. The guy that comes out bleeding, yes, that is more pleasing to the eye. But that he is not a boxer; he's a brawler. Sorry, I, I, I blame sorry. I blame Rocky. Rocky has ruined boxing in America. Yes, I'm, I, okay. Be, because I mean, th- then they even come up with with things like what what's his name? Uh, the one that Mexican style. Yeah, Mexican style. A, a guy who's on shout yeah, out to the guy from like, Kazakhstan. Yeah, yeah, he's like I, I fight fu- Mexican style. Like, yeah. you know, you don't. Shut up. Yeah. Just just be a good boxer and 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 the the real fans will will appreciate that. So, yes, Tyson very entertaining and for his size was wow, amazing, fun, great time. And he was also a little crazy, which added to it, you know? It was just like, <laughs> His manager was also a little... <laughs> yeah, and, he, and he spoke kind of funny, too, so it added to it. But strictly boxing, I think, yeah, I agree. You can make the argument for Mayweather, and that's probably the... I think that, that's where, 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 where my camp is. I'm, I'm, Mayweather. Yeah, I, I, mm. I, I stick with, with Mayweather because, yeah, I mean, he's, he's annoying, yeah, as as a person, but that doesn't take away from from what he does in, in the ring, you know. Yeah, uh, no one like he made people look look foolish. Pick Pe- anybody apart. Th- yes, yeah, I I'm on the I'm on the Muhammad Ali camp. I think that as much as I love Mayweather, and I was I was consistent when he would fight. Here's my sixty, seventy, eighty dollars. <laughs> I, Take it. The the knock on Mayweather, and it's a real knock. It's not a, it's not a fake knock. The the knock on Mayweather, he he fought guys at the right time. He did pick his fights. And and I in in boxing that has to count. That that has to matter because you're you're. You're choose and Mayweather got big enough, and obviously we, we can get into the the business of boxing, which could be a different conversation. And Mayweather is the greatest businessman in boxing ever, because he 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 mastered the 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 the, the business of boxing. But I think it's Muhammad Ali because he fought all the big guys at their peak. Well, he lost some, yeah. He lost some. He 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 won some, but he he took on all comers. I think that, like, to the conversation you're having, uh, Eduardo, the, the, when you go to, like, the, talk to the Mexican fans, the Mexican fans, the GOAT for them is Julio Cesar Chavez oh, yeah. Sr. 
Oh, <laughs> no, I had to, you had to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think Canelo's gaining him. Canelo's getting there. Canelo's style is not as pleasing. It's not one that's going to... To the untrained eye. Right, right. It's eye. because he, you know, he's not going to just throw crazy. He's not going to come up bleeding. He's not going to be, quote-unquote, a warrior. But his skill set to his defense, his counterpunching to knockout ability, his chin, his chin, he has underrated speed. He has the ability to cut the ring now. All these things he's putting together this this resume that I think when it's all said and done, if he's able to not waste any more time and hopefully get to fighting soon, he will end up as the greatest Mexican boxer of all time. But in terms of the history, I think I think it's Muhammad Ali because of everything he did. But Mayweather, there's there's again, there, I understand the, the Mayweather camp. I get it. I understand the, the Pacquiao camp. I get it. The dudes that want to do the the Sugar Ray Robinson, I get it. I guess there's an argument to be made because his record, but. Outside of that, there isn't much. Outside of that, you, you can't really throw in Lennox Lewis. You can't throw in the Klitschko's. You can't throw in um, a- any of those guys. Uh, Marvin Hagler, as great as he was, he, he, he there, there wasn't enough there. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, as, as great as he was, there wasn't enough there. And, and I think those guys all fought each other. R- Roberto Duran had a few memorable fights, but... That's and the boxing at that time was very different because all those guys just fought each other. It's very exciting, but it, it not not a lot of it came out from there. So, Muhammad Ali Mayweather, you can't go wrong. Just depends on on, on your on what you want, what you're looking for. Nice. All right. So looks like that uh, wraps up our goat conversation. And Cristiano Ronaldo's the goat of soccer. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Don't at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything else you guys want to throw in there as far as goats? Anything else? Yeah. I don't think so. I'm glad I was able to convince you guys about LeBron. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write my my thesis like Martin Luther on Michael Jordan. With this under that, now uh, we move on to our final thought. If you wanted to introduce that, final thought. Okay, um, we want. I wanted to do something that was very near and dear to my heart. To my soul, to my life. Soccer? Uh, <laughs> the Mexican national team. I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I think it, this final thought, I, I don't want it to necessarily be a, a bashing of anything or a this is why you're wrong. Even though there's, you know. It's going to be taken that even way. Even though you're wrong <laughs> if you believe the opposite of this, but that's a different conversation. But I just, I wanted to kind of just share something that's very near, dear to me. And since Joseph is, is our special guest and he shares in that, um, the tulip, the five points of, of Calvinism. Uh, and th- th- this is something that has changed my life, has transformed the way I uh, live, the way I read scripture, the way I apply scripture. The way I, you know, approach God, um, the five points of Calvinism, uh, the five points of the Reformation, and and I'm not gonna, we're not gonna like do a deep dive. It's a final thought, so don't don't think we're gonna go all in. Um, 
total depravity, and that's just you know you're dead, you're 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 born dead, you're dead in 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 your sins, you're completely dead, you're not alive. There's no you know part of you. There isn't this like oh there's a little enough good in you for you to choose God. Um, then there's the unconditional election. Where it is the Lord who's choosing, it is the Lord who, who causes out to to Himself. Uh, it, it is not our choice. It is unconditional election. Then there's a limited atonement, which I think a lot of people have a lot of problem with this one. Mm-hmm. And this is the one where when I talk to people, uh, they they always push back on this one. Um, at, at our church, this is the one that 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 got us a lot of. A lot of hermanas to be like, ¿de qué hablas? ¿Qué dices? ¿Cómo? ¿Cómo es esto? <laughs> and, and this is, you know, the Lord doesn't choose everybody. It's it's limited atonement. Salvation is not for all men. It's for the elect. And the elect are those who, you know, who repent, put their faith in Christ, and have been called out and are saved by grace through faith. Uh, then there's the irresistible grace that we can't... Um, we can't uh, refuse, we, we can't say no to God. There isn't this like, well, it's, I choose this. Uh, the, the, the call of God, the grace of God is irresistible. And the last one, the preservation of the saints. And that's, you're, you're being sustained, you're held by God, your salvation is, is secure, and, and, and it's held by the Lord himself. And that has changed my life because it has transformed Everything that that I have believed about um, what it is to follow God, where I went from thinking it's up to me, and I gotta, I have to do this, and today I choose to follow you, Lord, again. Today I choose to carry my cross again, and every day I'm choosing to carry this cross. To I've been called to this life, and because I've been called to this life, what I do is not because I am choosing; it's because I've been enabled. By the grace of God. And that's been so liberating, so, so impactful to my life. And that's the final thought because ultimately, uh, as much as we talk about sports and we kick these things around and, and we talk about coffee and the coffee we had was great with the mint and all that. What was that called? It was uh, Rosemary. Rosemary. Check out the Instagram. There you go. Yeah. It was good. And as much of all these things are good and the fellowship that we have, Ultimately, what, what, what binds us together, what binds me and keeps me in this, in this uh, life is the call of God. And it's wrapped up in the, in the tulip. What do you think of the tulip, Joseph? Uh, I think it is foundational for us as Christians to, to understand. Again, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying what I'm not saying. So... Um, <laughs> if you if you believe in it, you know exactly what I'm saying. So, uh, but the reality is, is that uh, any ounce of glory we take in our own personal salvation mm. is an ounce of glory we steal from God. Amen. And in that, oh, wow. I can't take credit for anything that God brings my way. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I will. I will say that. I will say it's foundational. Yes. And if you found yourself in belief at one point and are struggling, uh, I would hang on to the perseverance of the saints because yes. he who starts a work will surely finish it. Oh. Amen to that. Oh. And that's the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. That's what I had to think to that. that was one, one thing, one thing. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, t- 
I'm probably messing with the whole flow of it, but <laughs> let's do it, right? All right, so Sounds like uh, Jordan hitting the, the shot over Russell. <laughs> it's just like, oh, review the play. I know, review this the play. like, wait, 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 come back, play for the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, so, so in, in everything that you guys said, I, I understand why people have an issue. Um, and I think in today's society, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of ego involved. Mm-hmm. And, and people, people want, want to believe that they have control over everything that they do. And the example that, that you, you use, German, that when you do something for God, you're, you're like making this sacrifice and, right. and you're doing all this. And at the end of the day, all, 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 those, all, those, uh, all those thoughts and all the things that you say yeah. are leading to you getting, getting something from that. Because yep. if you're doing it, if, if, if you were called, right. if, if the calling is, 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 is real... But you're gonna do it. You're not gonna do it because you feel like you're sacrificing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I, I just I, I see it, especially now. Like ego is just this society is just so ego driven. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. If I could add, I mean, one of the most common church sayings I've seen take root is this idea that we're enough. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I mean, yeah. you, you can find a million flowery Instagram posts with that on there from Christians and non Christians alike, right? And the hard part is, is that those are when we look at scripture, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't like the idea of limited atonement. It doesn't make it not true. Mm. Right. Everybody, it's, it's like when we look at scripture today, we tend to just pick the parts that are most visually and aesthetically pleasing to us. Mm-hmm. Like for example, and everybody who's ever been in a children's church uh, loves the story of Noah and the ark. And they're like, yeah, the animals and the rainbow and the bow and the ark, they forget about the 6 billion people that are drowning underneath it. Mm. <laughs> right. Like God flooded the earth. That, right. I don't, do I like that? No. But it happened. Yeah. It's real. And do I like that some people are chosen, some aren't? No, I hate that fact. But it's God. It's, it's, it's what God has decreed to be good. And, and God, God is good definitively. Yes. Not because, not because of what he does, but because everything he does is good because he's good. Yeah. So how I feel does not factor into what's good and what's not good. Yeah. Right? And I, yeah, and I think that's what we see a lot in our society is that the ego comes to like, that doesn't make me feel good. It must not be true. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, no, that's not the case, obviously. Um, and that's not the testament of scripture. No. Yeah. And yeah. And it's something we've seen, I've seen at our church where people will say, um, well, I don't think God would do that. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but that, that does, that means nothing. It doesn't matter. It, I, I get you. Yeah. That seems pretty crazy, but yeah, that 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 argument, and it's so, you know, it, it puts man first, and it's and it's humanistic, and and at its core. Uh, I, just, I just saw Cam New, uh, Cam Newins. Sorry, I just saw Cam Newins. The way he looks, Google him. The way he looks at his press conference. Yeah. But wow, it matters very little what we think God would or would not do. And I think uh, it's so important for us as believers and the churches that we represent for us to, to push, to, to go away from what I think God can do, will do, should do, to what God has done, is doing, and will do. Because once we're, 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 we're in Scripture uh, and we're submitting all of our thoughts, all of our opinions to the Scripture, 
we're able to to give all the glory to God and not live by what I think God can, will, and should do. So, yeah. All right. So that wraps up the show. Yikes. And that's the pod. <laughs> that's, that's the pod. Right, well, all right, I'll stop hey, Joseph, here. thanks a lot for joining us. I had a great time. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for coming over, you know, and spending uh, time out of your, you know, your dad, uh, you, 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 you got your kids, you got your wife, and you decided to spend your Sunday evening with us. So thank you for that. Thanks and always uh, welcome to join us again, you know. <laughs> And maybe next time we'll get together and just watch a football game or something, you know, or grill or just yeah. have some fun without recording or anything like that, you know? Sounds awesome. Yeah, well, thank you guys, and thanks for listening, and uh, please don't forget to follow us at the brood underscore dots. Um, give us a rating and, you know, hit like, follow us. Yeah, five stars, five stars. Yeah, yeah. free Canelo. Michael Jordan's the <laughs>